0: Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market here on the Duncan Duo Show on WFLA News. Excited to have Courtney Buden in the house today with us. Nice to have you on, Courtney. Good morning. Yeah, Courtney's. It's been. I think you've been on the show before, but it's been a long time. So yeah. Courtney has been on my team for a for a pretty long time. She is uh, my luxury listing partner. So we're going to talk a little bit about luxury real estate in our in our first segment here. When we aren't on air, make sure to follow us at the Duncan Duo Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. TikTok, Snapchat, you name it—we are on socials at the Duncan Duo. Follow So We do some cool giveaways. We give away some lightning swag. Uh, and if you're a past client of ours, send us send us a message on one of our socials at the Duncan Duo, and we'll add you to our private VIP page where we give away uh, lightning hats, tickets, memorabilia, uh, movie tickets, all kinds of cool stuff getting given away. And and those are for past clients. So if you've bought or sold a home with our team. Make sure to message us on one of our socials and we will get you added to that. So a lot of news coming out about real estate this week. A lot of people, um, you know, concerned about the market, a lot of fear out there with interest rates and overall economic news. But one real estate segment that in our experience doesn't get hit as much or as fast um, when it comes to rising interest rates is luxury real estate, Courtney. And, And, you know, Courtney's our luxury listing partner. How many years have you been on the team now? 10, 10 years. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. So 10 years with us, Courtney works with a lot of our high net worth clients, uh, people selling, you know, high end homes. She went through and got her designation, uh, the C L H M S, which I forget what it even stands for, but I know it stands for certified luxury home, home marketing, marketing specialist. Okay. All right. I was close. You know. So, so nonetheless, Courtney works with a lot of our high end clients according we're selling those, those luxury homes. Um, A lot of the times, it's cash. People in that segment of the market right now, we're not really seeing financing that much. So the cash crowd, so to speak, isn't impacted as much, and and wealthy people aren't impacted as much by uh, interest rates. Correct. Yeah. So we're still seeing homes selling fast, homes selling, you know, great pricing, um, all those types of things. And and the one reason that I think a lot of people that, that have money and the reason why the luxury market, and again, if we go into a recession and if interest rates, you know, rise more and there's more bad economic stuff, um, the, the reality is eventually it could trickle to affecting the, the, the high net worth and the, the higher luxury type market simply because a lot of those people are buying second and vacation homes. But Right now, because Tampa still looks affordable to New York and California, right. we're still seeing a lot of those people coming here and buying second homes. I mean, we, we had a property in Lakeland recently, you know, $2 million that we had offers above $2 million, and all of them were not local. Correct. Yeah, so, so we're seeing a lot of that.
1: Yeah, our marketing definitely helps us reach out to people who are not necessarily in Florida because they're either looking for a, a second home or... They've sold their property up north, and they want to come down because who doesn't want to live in Florida, right. right?
0: Especially right now with with the economic environment in Florida and specifically in Tampa. You've also got, um, you know, fortunately we haven't had any really big storms for a few right. years, and, and no state income tax. A lot of entrepreneurs and business owners it's are huge. able to to move down and do that. One thing, and I talked about this with Mike before, one thing that luxury the luxury market uh, responds to and the reason why interest rates aren't as relevant is because what ends up happening when mortgage rates go up is savings rates typically go up. So people in the luxury market that that do happen to think about getting a mortgage and, you know, their their interest rate on the mortgage goes up a couple points on where it would have been if they'd have bought sooner. The, typically, they have enough money in other assets and other investments where the rise in guaranteed rate interest rates it almost makes that a wash. Right. So it's, it's not as relevant. Um, but because of the number of people moving here, and because of the you know kind of the you know shrinking of the middle class, I mean, in all reality, I mean that that's what's happened the last couple of years. You have you know you've had a lot of people create generational wealth the last few years, and uh, you know many of them are looking for safer investments than the volatility of crypto markets or stock markets. Correct. And real estate provides that. I, I posted something on my Facebook this week that you know guess what never drops ten percent in one day. And it, and it's real estate. That's Certainly true. not luxury real estate. It's just it's a very stable place for people to put their money. But we talk about our marketing, and you know we did this for our Lakeland property. Um, so the things that we do for luxury homes, you know, we take it to another level. You know, We hire a video crew, and how cool is the video we did for Amazing. Lakeland House? I-
1: it was something I, I don't think I've ever seen before which yeah, is great real
0: estate agents just don't go to that effort. they
1: don't and I I think too as the market has evolved in the last two to three years you know we really had to adapt to things you know with everything going on in the world so I, I think that that really kind of helped our marketing into a move into a different trajectory that we kind of prepared ourselves for that by doing things a lot differently you know not sure. being able to meet sellers in person Getting creative by doing, you know, listing appointments via Zoom and all that. So I think that that really helped us increase uh, the marketing that we have in terms of videos and pictures and doing things just a little bit differently to appeal to the out-of-state sellers and buyers. Um, and then that luxury video, I mean, I think really sold it because yeah. everybody who's seen it, it just Thought makes it you cool. fall in love with yeah. the home.
0: And and the thing that that I think we've realized specifically as you know, social media has grown even mm-hmm. more um and 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 the luxury market so to speak because the economy has gone to a place where everything becomes so virtual but you know people are looking to do things save time and do things remotely Uh, and with real estate specifically luxury real estate people aren't buying on facts they're buying on emotion correct and and a video can create an emotion for a luxury home that photos just can't do photos can't do that you know which video does in terms of creating that emotion. So when you when you create this like epic kind of video experience and and the client watches it and thinks it's so cool and it makes it makes them fall in love with the house and specifically right because so many of our luxury home buyers are moving here from other parts of the country, other exactly. parts of the world. So how can you show that home to them? Obviously, we do 3D tours, a lot of people do those. Yeah. And 3D tours are neat. They give you a little layout and they 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 show you more facts about Correct. the home. But they don't create an emotional attachment to the home. A yeah. video, a video does that. I always, I always find it funny when I see someone selling, you know, a, a, a high-end piece of property that hasn't before, and the way they write the description and how fact-based they are. Right. And 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 it, people just don't buy on that. They buy on the emotional attachment. And and so when you're when you're selling, you know, high end real estate, you're not just selling it to somebody local. You're selling that to somebody that could be looking from Colorado or California mm-hmm. or New York or Michigan. Exactly. And the the facts are boring. You know, the description is boring. The photos and the video need to be sexy. They need to they need to really sell a lifestyle for people to get motivated enough to say, I'm going to get on an airplane and I'm going to drive down there. Yeah, and, it's a love or, story yes, that you create. Yeah, it totally is. And we had done them many, many years ago but but the, we we got away from it and and video evolved to the point where we realized the ones we used to do were just too long. Right. You know, we would do them and they were 7 or 8 minutes. Nobody is going to watch that mm-hmm. for 7 or 8 minutes. Yeah. We needed to be quick and concise with it. So, you know, we do have exclusive access to this videographer that's very experienced at it. They did an incredible job and they really and I did. think we're, we're definitely going to do more of that. We've you know, we, we you know, I think we you know, just last week we sold a 5.3 million dollar deal on Bayshore. We've got a $2 million closing this month. We we, we just put another $1 million dollar home under contract. So for us, um, you know, we have the experience of working with that crowd that that truthfully not a lot of agents do. And one thing that I think is gonna happen a lot in the luxury market, you're going to see a shrinking in the number of agents that get business on listings above a million dollars. Because what's going to happen is a lot of high end, uh, net, high net worth people knew the last few years anyone could sell a house. You know, they, their uncle's brother's cousin, their neighbor, their, you know, whatever it is. And they figure they're a smart enough negotiator that they could get away with hiring a bad agent because, you know, they'd save money on commission. Right. And and in some instances, maybe that made sense for people. It's not going to make sense anymore. That has changed. Like literally overnight, That that's over. Like those people are gone. It's
1: expensive asset most of the time that people own. Right. So, Why you are you selling trust.
0: them? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and so, so that audience of agents is is probably going to be pushed out of the business or pushed into different realms of the right. business. And the luxury home seller is going to sit there and say, you know what, now I need to make sure it gets sold. I'm not as confident about the market. Right. I need the best. I need the pros. And, and that's where we... You know, plan to answer so. ourselves. Yeah. So, so a couple of other things unique about uh, selling luxury real estate that a lot of people sometimes don't understand, or maybe if you're a first time luxury seller, first time luxury buyer, a lot of the showings take place with both agents being present. Correct. Um, and and again, it's it's a security thing. It's a um, you know, it's 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 also kind of helping explain the lifestyle, helping answer questions. It's a higher level of service. Um, no different than when you go to a high end car dealership versus, you know, taking your car in to, you know, a lower end. And I won't name brands because people get super offended by this. Right. So if I name a car brand that I think is low end, then I'm going to get hate mail from people, but it's no different. You know, the, 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 experience and the process you go through to selling the lifestyle. And it's why at our company, we have agents that are specifically trained to focus in that space versus just any, every regular agent that works in my company. They're all great agents but they haven't gone through the steps or the processes or the designations or the training to be qualified to work with somebody that's high net worth and selling a million dollar house. So it is a much different process. I agree. The showings are different, right? What, you know, and and I think also the qualification, what you have to do with the other agent and the buyer to make sure they're, they're legitimate.
1: Right. A lot of times I've got a beautiful property out in Newport Ritchie and we just had a showing and the, you know, the buyer agents, they know how to show the properties. They know that their buyer's hot buttons, what they like, what they don't like. Walking them through and giving them all the information, again, you know, paints the picture for them and it allows them to see what are all the high points of the home, but then answering the unique kind of detailed questions that maybe the buyer agent wouldn't know and in the moment helps sell that property because is this gulf access or are there bridges you know to get out to the water stuff like that so those little extra tweaks of things that i know detail wise really really help go over the top with the buyers because sure, then they're certainly. not waiting to get the answers you know by reaching out to us later on and you know
0: yep one thing i know too another reason that i've heard from sellers uh, you know look if if you have money you're more security conscious you know it's why a lot of luxury homes have gates it's right. why they have security systems and cameras So having an extra person there to keep an eye on the buyer that in some instances, very small, you know, everyone does a really great job they can of screening people, but sometimes there's really good scammers out there. Mm. So the whole purpose, the other purpose for it is to make sure that the buyer that's coming in isn't trying to steal something, isn't trying to get a code, isn't, you know, there's nothing, you know, unscrupulous going on. So another set of eyes on that person is protecting that seller's belongings because a lot of times the sellers are concerned about that. They're like, look, I have... You know currency i have gold i have guns All i have time. this i have that i don't want time. you know i want someone's eyes on this stuff so the other thing the last thing that i'll tell you about luxury real estate that i think is funny uh, or not really funny but but i think a lot of people forget is cameras are everywhere exactly cameras are everywhere if you're selling multi-million dollar estates and you're a real estate agent be prepared that people are watching and sometimes people are listening Um, Now, you're not supposed to record audio uh, in Florida, but but to say that it doesn't go on would be laughable because it does. It does. Um, You know, there are clients that do it we don't know about these situations. We tell them not to, you know, you're not supposed to record audio, but there are people that do. And, and, and so the reality is, is that you need to make sure if you're a real estate agent, or if you're a home buyer, you need to know that like, if you're opening things up or touching things that they may see that. So I mean, big brothers watching Mm -hmm. people that have money, they're conscientious about protecting it. They have cameras everywhere. Have money
1: for a reason too.
0: Exactly. So we're going to continue our conversation after a quick break here on the Duncan duo show. So we're back here on the Duncan duo show, talking about the Tampa Bay real Estate market. I'm joined by my luxury listing partner Courtney Buden, who has been with the team ten years now. Courtney mm-hmm. services a lot of our our high net worth clients, and one thing that we find happens a lot when you're selling larger homes, estates, um, large plots of land, homes with second secondary buildings, second homes, you know, outbuildings, things like that. Square footage, a lot of times measured by the county, isn't accurate. They, they're, they, A lot of times the county doesn't get in or they get to look at plans and plans evolve or there's a mismeasurement. And I have found personally so often that the air conditioned square footage of a luxury property can be off mm-hmm. and it could be off pretty considerably. So when you're buying or selling luxury real estate, it's a really important thing from a due diligence perspective to, to, to disclose that, but also to investigate that so you get the most value. If your house is 6,500 square feet and tax rolls have it at 58, let's get some proof. Let, let's double check those things because when the buyer looks at that and they see 5,800 in their mind, they're pricing that per square foot. If your house is 700 square feet bigger, we need some proof or documentation to be able to market that. But square footage can oftentimes be be off.
1: Yeah. Also too, for insurance purposes as well, it's, it's off pretty frequently. If some portion of the property is insurable, or maybe they have, you know, two different homes on one plot of land, you know, just making sure that everything is correct. Yeah. Mother-in-law apartments
0: sure. are another one that gets yeah. missed. And and again, from an insurance perspective, a lot of times properties are, um, you know, insured on, you know, rebuild value, mm-hmm. you know, so depending on what insurance people go with and, Obviously, we always recommend We Insure Tampa Bay. WeInsureTheBay.com. It's our preferred insurance partner located in our office. Again, it's WeInsureTheBay.com. But what can happen is that a property can be estimated at a rebuild cost based on a wrong square footage number. And then if there is, let's just hope and pray, there isn't some major catastrophe storm, but if there was, then you're going to get a 5,800 square foot rebuild value for your 6,500 square foot house. If it's off. Right. So making sure to, you know, that you're always paying attention to to those things. I think, it, and again, the same can happen if, um, you know, if the square footage is off at the County, the other direction, um, you could be overpaying for taxes and insurance if the county says it's wrong, but but in luxury real estate, a lot of times we find the square footage can be considerably off. When you're talking about a, you know, 1,400 square foot house being off in square footage, it's it's not going to be a huge amount of value. But when you talk about a few percentage points on a 7,000 or 10,000 square foot house, it can it can That's be substantial. Lot. Yeah. So um, another thing that I think is is interesting about luxury real estate, the numbers get bigger. So, um, you know, a $50,000 in repairs on a two and a half million dollar deal isn't really that much, but an inexperienced agent that doesn't know how to navigate that may handle that badly simply because they look at that number and they're not used to dealing with $50,000 in repairs, but a $2.5 million property, $50,000 in repairs is 2%. You know, that's relatively in line with stuff you normally see when you add up repairs on homes. Yeah. So so the numbers get bigger, obviously, from that perspective. But but again, the um, you know, the the experienced agent knows that, hey, look, we've looked at a lot of these inspection reports. That's you know, those are things that you're going to find on a big home, you know, that that. Um, that that are there. And that's
1: when you know you have to hire an agent who knows exactly what they're doing. Because the fun part is showings, right? Everybody, it's glamorous, it's wonderful. You finally get them on the money. It's what's contract. on TikTok. All the cool stuff on TikTok. <laughs> exactly. But
0: what they don't show is they all stuff show that you goes the on the hard behind part scenes where
1: you're really working hard on the seller or buyer's behalf, whichever. You're representing, keeping them from contract to close. That's that's key, and that's what our team does with transaction coordinators. We work so closely together to make sure that you get to the closing table. It's you know that's what you're paying for.
0: There are so many deals that fall apart and cost people money because real estate agents and and look, Courtney is an incredible salesperson, but most great salespeople are not as good at. The steps that happen from the point in which the home goes under contract until it gets to closing now look there are some rare examples Courtney. you do a great job at it but a lot of real estate agents have to have that transaction coordinator or the or they will not do a good job right. because they're really good at their outgoing personality they're a great, they're charismatic they're they're really good at making the client feel good about their decisions and helping them make good decisions But the execution side of the detail stuff, that this has to be done by this date, and this has to be done by that date, and this has to be done by this time. Real estate agents are notoriously bad at it. And what you end up happening, what ends up happening a lot of the times is people pick a real estate agent based on that, you know, kind of you know, personality connection, only to find that everything goes great up until the point in which it goes under contract, and then their skill set isn't there. It's, it's no different than, you know, you look at a, I'm a, look, I'm a sports guy, right? So you look at the hockey team, you've got a forward, a defenseman and a goalie, each with different tasks and responsibilities, mm-hmm. a real estate transaction, looking at it the same way as you look at like a hockey game and and different steps of that process have to be handled by different people in order for them to be done the best they possibly can. And so real estate agents that are that jack of all trades type person are rare when they're really good at all of it. They usually drop balls, they miss things, or they get busy with clients and selling homes and they forget, oh, our appraisal was due yesterday or our inspection was due. Or what has happened the last couple of years, which is going to be going away very soon, is they have another job. Right. And they're doing real estate part time and they they forget because they get into their other job and they don't cross off a T or yeah. not an I. So that with everything that's happening in the market right now, that is, that's that's going to change pretty dramatically. So anyway, we're going to continue our conversation after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Look, it's no secret that I have been an opponent of real estate reality TV shows because they're the furthest thing from reality far too often as a real estate agent that sold a few billion dollars in real estate and seen thousands of home sales get closed. I watch what's happening on some of these shows and I find it laughable and funny and, and just not true, but that's TV for you. It's, it's what works to sell. It's what works to get people excited to watch. Um, sometimes our industry can be pretty boring. Sometimes <laughs> it can be really exciting, but they don't, they don't want the boring stuff on TV cause people won't watch. So if you watch a lot of these reality TV shows, just know that they're the furthest thing from reality in terms of how real estate happens. One of the shows right now that I find interesting is Unsellable Houses. Mm-hmm. So Unsellable Houses is on, and it's basically a show that follows um, a couple of um, you know real estate agent investors that look at real estate. I've I've watched very little of it. I can't watch the shows. This is what I do every day. Yes. So it's like when I what I watch on TV. You know, people ask. Oh, I bet you watch all those shows. I don't watch no. any of them. This is what I do every day. I mean, Me like either. I don't watch any of them. It. it would be like if you were a car mechanic, would you watch car mechanic shows at night? No, you wouldn't. If you were a lawyer, are you watching Law and Order every night? Probably not. No. So anyway, I ca- I caught a couple of glimpses and a couple of clips online of unsellable houses. So I know a little bit of the gist because clients will ask about it, and, and I le- need to at least know enough about it. But in my opinion, the whole premise of the show is like an oxymoron. Right. I don't believe there is a such thing as an unsellable house. There is always a price at which someone will buy real estate. Right. You know, so calling something unsellable, it's only unsellable at the price that it was being offered at. Like we, you know, when whenever we have a client that doesn't want to listen to us on price, for example, and they want their price at, at a number that the market doesn't support, the market will teach them right. that their house is not sellable at that price. But unsellable in its entirety is just not accurate. Like it's it's all about the price and and of course the, the marketing strategy. But um you know are there homes that are harder to sell that need work? Of course, of course, of course. But unsellable it's like uninsurable. Um I've heard that you know being you know being involved with an insurance agency for the last several years I hear people say oh the house is uninsurable you know we'll get that from other agents the house is un- maybe it's uninsurable by your agency mm-hmm. or maybe it's uninsurable by State Farm. Or maybe it's uninsurable by Safeco, but it, it's not uninsurable. There is an insurance carrier that will take it. It's just a matter of at what price, um, because of the roof, or because of this, or because of that, it may have to have a different policy on it. But uninsurable and unsellable, um, in my world, don't don't exist. Right. You know. So um, even I think every problem in real estate has a solution. That's what the best real estate agents do. The best real estate agents, like you, Courtney. You're an excellent problem solver. That's what we do. Right. We solve problems. Um, the worst real estate agents have a problem for every solution. Correct. The best real estate agents have a solution for every problem. So, so it's always about you know figuring out a solution.
1: It's all in the way market it.
0: Yep. We and sell
1: properties that have no air conditioning, have no walls, no roof. Sometimes mold
0: infested, termites, vagrants, exactly. bad tenants. It doesn't matter. Exactly. We can sell it. The difference is, is you have to factor in, you have to look at market value of that property in its good condition and mm-hmm. then factor out the things that people are going to have to have an obstacle with. And like, be
1: able to overcome objections.
0: Correct. Yeah. And so so unsellable in my world, it just doesn't exist. Um, it's just a matter of at what price will someone, will someone buy will someone it? Buy and it. I think that matters, you know, no matter where you are in a country, there's a buyer for every piece of real estate. It's there just is. a matter of, you know at what price so so again you're listening to the Duncan Duo real estate show when we aren't on air make sure to follow us on all of our socials we are at the Duncan Duo uh Twitter Instagram YouTube Facebook TikTok, Snapchat we're on all of them at the Duncan Duo we're always posting relevant real estate um news and videos uh relevant real estate content and um you know so make sure to follow us and and keep your real estate updates for Tampa Bay um you know happening so Luxury home buyers, right now, one thing that I think a lot of people have to be cautioned on, because now look, does this apply to the luxury home buyer that has unlimited resources, AKA hundreds of millions of dollars? No. But to the person that's going to buy maybe a million or $2 million home, there are a lot of people the last few years have looked at building. And that's going to be something that I think is going to be a really hard sell right now. Because we're in an environment where we don't know how much things are going to go up to. Mm-hmm. We don't know what rates are going to be at. And if you commit to building a home right now, you have to commit to a builder that is very likely going to tell you. They can't tell you what the materials are going to cost by the time right. they're ready to you know pour the slab or, or buy the drywall. Right. So it's, it's a really tricky environment right now for people that are thinking about building. If you're looking at luxury, buying land and building. I just want to caution you, do we, do the best job you can to make sure there isn't something on the market that you can buy or something on the market that you can buy and modify to get close enough right. to what you want. Because I'm telling you right now, um, the cost of materials and the potential interest rate uh, uh, situations, if you're not paying cash, right. can, be, can be very problematic for people. I heard a luxury builder this week tell a client of ours, that they could not commit to a price. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Wow. You know, like and and I know a lot of wealthy people, and most of them don't want to commit to do something without knowing a number. Yeah. You get into a transaction and someone can't tell you how much something's gonna cost. No one wants to commit to that. People people have problems with that. They want to be able to have a known. And buying a new construction home with how long, especially luxury new construction, right. it can take a couple of years. Yes you're dealing with a lot of unknowns about material costs about interest rates about whether that builder is going to survive what's going on Mm -hmm. so you know if you're looking at building on the high end i'd be extremely cautious right now
1: yeah material delays too That's a lot
0: labor construction delays so it is something i mean we do represent people that build new construction we've got to $2 $2 million deal closing this month that, that's been a new construction deal that's been being built for a long time. But it was started a while ago. Sure. I'm talking about someone starting today. Right now. it would. I Again, I I talked to a client this week that's moving from Orlando, referred from an agent there, a friend of a friend, wants to buy something around $2 million in Tampa, uh, but is debated building. And I, And I said this. I said, look, if you have unlimited resources and the difference from 2 to 2.5 isn't going to change your life mm-hmm. at all, if that's what it ends up costing you at the end, the building path m- can maybe get you everything perfectly as you want it. However, by the end of all of that, it could cost you a lot more and be a lot more painful in time. We talked about this last week, too. I'm a, I'm also a proponent of not renovating your home while you live in it. Yes. So if you're going to buy a home that you're going to renovate, my recommendation, even if it costs a little bit extra money for your sanity, is to buy it, have it renovated before you move in. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I think that's, again, I've gone through it the other way and regretted it and hated every minute of it. So um, so again, you're listening to the Dunkin' Duo Real Estate Show here on WFLA News. I'm joined by Courtney Budin, a luxury listing partner on my real estate team for 10 years now. And Courtney, what are some other things that you think luxury home buyers or home sellers need to pay attention to right now with everything going on in the market?
1: Also to just making sure that you're pricing your home properly. Yeah. Uh we Very true. obviously do our best to come up with comps. Sometimes comps don't exist. Right. And you have to get really creative. When you're
0: talking about unique properties, there isn't something out there that you can say, this is the same house. Yeah, you it's not to.
1: a cookie cutter neighborhood, yeah. you know, where everything is three two three hundred thousand. three hundred thousand. You know, yep. it's all the same. So sometimes you have to get really creative and then really listen to the market. Listen to what. The showings, you know, how frequently you're getting shown, what the agent's feedback is if they provide it to you, and then having a good relationship with your agent to where you can speak freely and just, you have to put a lot of trust in each other to make sure because at the end of the day, if they don't sell the property, nobody makes money, you know? So we wanna make sure, obviously, we get you sold as quickly as you're looking for for uh, obviously as much money as you're looking for, but create that relationship too where we can, you know, refer business back and forth, but. I mean, I just think that really pricing homes properly right now is the biggest key because the longer you sit, days on market are the biggest killer for real estate. You know, we can't come through the computer screen and tell people through Zillow or whatever website you're looking at, well, it was just slightly overpriced and we needed to just tweak something just a little bit.
0: Right. The market is always the truest place to determine what something is worth. We can have an opinion of value, but it's whether or not someone will transact and pay that number. What a
1: buyer is willing to pay.
0: Correct. And I think another part of that kind of same scenario when the market is hot like it has been, and look, a lot of people this week have predicted that with interest rates, and everything, it's going to cool off a little bit. I don't think it's going to cool off much in Tampa, but it's going to cool off a little bit, probably more on the lower price price range stuff. But my point is is that when it's hot, it covers up a lot of real estate agent mistakes, inexperience, bad photos, bad marketing right. um, that will come to the forefront now. Um, so, so those mistakes and that how easy it was to get a deal done – um, you know, starts to uh, change a little bit and, and starts to shift. But back to the the whole um, you know idea of pricing, because again, we can have an opinion of price, you can have an opinion of price, but the only price that matters is what will someone buy it for. And again, if it's cash, great. And and most of the luxury is occasionally yeah. there's going to be a mortgage, and then it's going to have to appraise. Right. And if it doesn't appraise, the seller has tied up their property for a period of time, and now they're stuck you know stuck in a tough spot. And the days of sellers, because of you know the reduction in you know the buyer pool, <laughs> bidding wars probably aren't going to be as rampant. Um, you know, sellers are going to not have the ability to push for those appraisal gaps and and those waivers and and certain contingencies. Some of that will start to turn a little bit. Again, we're still going to be in a seller's market for a long time. There's just so little inventory um, that that isn't going to change anytime soon. I think we will see an increase in inventory in the second half of the year, but we're not talking dramatic. We're talking going from you know 1.5 months to maybe 2.5 months right. of inventory still a dramatic seller's market so um that that's you know my take on it that's what i expect to see and i think you'll see that in both the you know kind of regular average price as well as you climb into the the into the luxury market that we serve so again you're listening to the duncan duo real estate show here on wfla news when we aren't on air make sure to follow us on all of our socials we are at the duncan duo uh twitter instagram youtube tiktok snapchat Make sure to message us on one of those socials if you are a past client of ours, um, if you bought or sold a home from our team in the past, send us a message and we'll add you to our private VIP page where we do some extra special things for our um, you know past clients. So, again, uh, we'll be back. We're going to wrap up the show with our last segment after a quick break here on WFLA News. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show, wrapping up our last segment. And, yes, it's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Courtney, I'm sure you want to wish Happy Father's Day as yes, well. Yes,
1: Happy Father's Day.
0: My dad is uh, in heaven, so Happy Heavenly Father's Day mm-hmm. to, uh, to my pops. But uh, I thought it would be a good time to mention some funny dad moments in real estate, right? Yes. You know, so like, look, there there is a dad life when it comes to real estate. And so one of the the best dad stories uh, that, that real estate agents love is when the dad shows up on the showings. It's the best. It's the best. When dad is there for the showings <laughs> and the, the buyer, the kids, um, are buying themselves. They're, they're, I'm not saying that dad's the buyer. Right. Okay. Like, look, dad is the buyer. Then dad should show up for the home inspection if he's putting his kids in or rent the kids. But the kids are the buyer's. They're qualified. They're they're thirty three years old. Mm-hmm. They're full on grown adults, adults. Yeah. All right. But dad shows up for the showings. That that's dad. That's that's dad. Real estate legend dad move number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Real estate legend dad move number two, is dad doing the home inspection?
1: Oh, it's the best.
0: Those are always fun. Okay. Or now, when your
1: dad is the home inspector.
0: When your dad is the home inspector. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing. What I'm not, I'm not talking about if your dad is qualified. OK, yep. like if your dad is a general contractor or a builder or a home inspector, right. OK, you know, all right. I got, you know, respect. Right. You know, dad dad knows his stuff. Okay. Yeah. What I'm talking about is dad that has watched Bob Vila a couple of times <laughs> and dad that has done his own renovations on his own house yeah. that it hasn't been completed yet. Yeah. Uh, seven years later, mm-hmm. you know, dad's going to paint the kitchen cabinets, but dad hadn't gotten to it in four years. But dad's going to do the home inspection. Of course. Those are the ones that are always fun. So. That that that's a dad move number one. How about this dad move? When you're a real estate agent, and you're helping your child buy, <laughs> um, you know, and, and I, I kind of you know make this this you know funny joke to people in our team sometimes. Um, you know, your family a lot of times they want a break, they want a discount, and then all honestly, I want to charge my family more. Because those transactions they're they're harder. Like I you know, you don't deserve a discount. I do. You know, I deserve to be paid more. I have no but, comment. But, but but yeah. So the dad. Uh, I, and and again, I'm not going to press Courtney on this because I, I I know Courtney recently had a family transaction and <laughs> I she's have trying, one right now. She's trying. Uh, we're,
1: we're building a house.
0: Oh, they're building a house yeah. for the parents. Yeah. Yep. So all right. Well, she probably don't want to talk about that because her, her her dad might be listening. My dad is not listening. At least if he is he's in heaven and he's you know up there listening but um but yeah so another uh, another favorite dad move in real estate is when dad um is giving advice about what a piece of property is worth mm-hmm. because dad has bought or sold a couple homes before uh in some instances dad is a renter dad hasn't bought or sold any real estate but dad is the one get, Dad doesn't have any money, but dad's the one giving advice on the real estate <laughs> deal. So that's that real estate legend. Dad move number four uh, is when dad becomes the expert on real estate, despite not really being the expert. on Of real course. Estate. Um. So th- those are always fun.
1: Or you hear them in the other room talking. He's like, oh, he should really ask to get this fixed. You're like. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, it's, it's funny. So here, here's another um, <clears throat> my favorite uh, dad move in real estate is when. The child uh of the of the dad who's plenty an adult. Look, I'm not talking about an eighteen year old home buyer right. that probably does need dad. Okay. I'm not talking about a night, I'm talking about a 35-year-old grown person. And I almost said something I can't say on radio, but a grown blank man, uh 35 years old and dad is there, or a grown blank woman, dad is there. Okay. So uh you're you're going through a negotiation and instead of talking to your client, the dad gets on the phone. Yep, you know th- those are always fun. And again, I'm not talking dad that's an attorney, right? Or dad that's a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking like you know, dad that that just dad, yep. right? Like no no like designations after his name, no resume after his name. Yep. That sh- you know, like it's just you know, d- kind of dad life. So those are always funny. And and look, we love our dads. Of course we do. The dads are always supportive and protective, and I, and I'm an advocate for that. But there are certainly times when we've had to do funny real estate transactions where dads have gotten involved mm-hmm. and it's been kind of tricky or challenging or fun, um, you know, fun in a unique way. So That's but true. nonetheless, my best dad real estate story, um, I bought my uh, parents a house a few years ago in South Tampa and I've, I've since sold it. And my mom lives with me after my dad passed. But but I bought the house for my parents and um, they weren't they weren't really paying for it. OK, so. Yeah. Um, I remember going over to their house after we bought it and the house that my parents lived in before, uh, I bought the house was much was, was, was in bad shape. It was, it was not nearly as nice. This is a nice pool house in South Tampa, you know, renovated kind of handicap accessible. And, um, you know, I, I went over to the house and the very first thing my dad says is, um, you know, there's something wrong with the air conditioner. I'm afraid the electric bill is going to be so high. And I'm like, dad, you're, you're not paying the electric bill. It really doesn't matter. But that was uh, my the very first thing my dad said was something about something being wrong, even though he wasn't paying for it. But I uh, love my dad. Rest in peace. And uh, but yeah, I had a great experience with them living in the house for a couple of years and being their quote unquote landlord. Um, but, uh, but I was, I was super happy to do it because look, they sacrificed so much for me as a kid. They did so many great things for me growing up, put me in such a great position that I wanted to kind of pay it forward for them. That's why my mom lives now. But, but, uh, but anyway, happy father's day to all the fathers out there. Happy dad, real estate legend day. (laughs) Uh, We look forward to working with more and more dads on our real estate transactions (laughs) and uh, have an awesome rest of your Sunday.